We're back with another episode of Circle of Trades. I'm Todd Studer. In studio today, Travis Waldstein of AirSurf Heating and Air Conditioning in Council Bluffs. Travis, you brought in a whole crew today. Yeah, brought in a couple of guys, or three of them to be exact. So uh, decided I need to, you know, mess with their world a little bit because that's the kind of person I am. <laughs> well, we're going to get that done. We'll mess with their world. But there's another reason for that because all of these guys, you talked about it on a previous episode about your apprenticeship program and how you can take someone that's got a little bit of mechanical aptitude and turn them into uh, someone that is very skilled at what it is that you do. And all of these guys have been through that program. Yeah, at, at, di- at different levels of the program, and they come from, you know, different backgrounds. And, and you know, we got Justin and Hayden and Steven here today, and I want them to talk about their background coming, you know, into this program. And, you know, it was some of their background, previous background, that actually, you know, was one of the reasons I brought them in to train them, you know, and, and, you know, to invest and invest dollars into them as far as that apprenticeship program. So I want them to get an opportunity to tell a little bit about their story, what it looks like for them. And, uh, you know, can help some people that are maybe trying to decide what they want to do, whether it be HVAC or plumbing or electrical or, you know, general contractor, whatever looking at, Hey, you know, just because you've net, not just cause you haven't done it, you know, doesn't mean you can't do it because you might have more skill sets that you don't realize. So, How often does it happen that you fully recognize what somebody's capable of before they even go through the program? Probably right away. You know, with, with their process, I know Hayden and Justin have gotten involved with the interviewing process. And, you know, uh, especially looking at applications, you know, and seeing stuff, you know, maybe, like I said, my favorite one's an auto mechanic or, hey, maybe they, you know, they like to mess around with electronics, you know, uh, maybe someone, you know, flipped burgers and, you know, or, you know, was a waitress or a waiter, you know, has customer service experience. And you think, well, what do you need customer service experience in heating and air conditioning? Well, I got news for you. You're talking to a lot of customers. So that's a huge thing in my business. Well, let's find out. Justin, let's start with you. As you began the process and, and working with Travis right from the beginning, what was that like? I mean, it, there must have been some kind of interview uh, at the beginning, right? Yeah. Yeah, I used to do uh, refri- refrigeration a little bit before I came here. I was more self-taught than, than anything else. Travis found me on Indeed one day and called me in for an interview. Oh, so he, he, you got cold called then in for this. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was a switch, but I, I enjoyed what I did, and I wanted to learn more. And when I switched into the res- residential side, I found there was a lot more to learn than I originally was expecting. And along my journey of the apprenticeship, the four years, I definitely learned quite a bit. A lot of different as- aspects. You got the plumbing, the electrical, the heating and air, the ductwork side of it. Yeah, I mean, I-, I enjoy what I do. I like dealing with people. I like being able to fix stuff, the uh, instant gratification of being able to fix something, especially if, say, someone else wasn't able to. And just the joy on the customers' faces when you're able to actually fix their equipment and save the day, basically. Now, the funny part with Justin is when he came in, he interviewed. You interviewed once or you interviewed twice? I think about it. Once originally and then... Yeah. So, what deal? He came in and interviewed. We really liked him. And then we kind of, like, touch 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 base did touch base for two months and then you emailed me one day says well why didn't you hire me i said well i wanted to but 
<laughs> but so he came back in. We had a follow-up interview. We I can't remember if we'd had a couple changes in the office then, but we brought him in. And, you know, he, he spent, what, four or five months riding before you ran your first service call? I mean, this is a guy, the reason I hired him is he worked for, uh, is like a, transcold company on the rail cars mm-hmm. and so he had self-taught refrigeration experience and i'm like well if this guy can self-taught himself even if he doesn't know a lot about it i don't have to explain a ton of theory i can we can we've got a starting point you know he at least knows what a compressor is he knows what a outdoor coil is he you know which was kind of the neat part with him you know it's so you knew he was mechanically inclined which was huge you know when we brought him on board so well, I'll tell you what, Justin, what you did in order to now be sitting in my studio because you're working for Travis, this is something that gets preached to a lot of people that are job seekers. Don't give up on something. I mean, you made a call back after you hadn't heard something. It's like, hey, what's going on? You know, just, just you know, checking back in. Uh, still want the job. Why didn't you hire me? That kind of thing. That goes a long way. And I'm guessing also, uh, Travis, just that call probably – put something else in your mind about what kind of qualities he had oh yeah he knew how to follow up so uh and i was glad he did you know it's like well what happened to this guy you know and i don't remember if it was a phone number or what i don't like i said i remember being really mad about it. i was like well, i wanted to hire you two months ago <laughs> the only thing i regret is waiting the two months i should have followed up sooner that's what i regret and since then and since going through all of that process what's that been like for you as you've been learning everything <clears throat> There's definitely a learning curve. Uh, there's days that, especially in the beginning, where you learn something, and then you learn something else, and you learn something else, and then you kind of forget what you learned originally, and then you just have to kind of backtrack and be like, and once everything sticks in your mind, then you can re- revert back to that going through everything else. You're like, oh, it can't be that because this this and this and And nothing does that but time i mean you just have to have the time you have to have the experience you have to have the multiple projects everything that's just how you do it doing the schooling definitely helps to get the basics and just time out in the field seeing stuff getting your hands on it figuring out how everything works and making it all click in your brain that's how it works asking a lot of questions i mean ask a lot of questions open up an installation manual you know, you want to learn how to furnace works and AC works or whatever works, you know, is, well, you know, a lot of texts like, well, I don't need to read a manual. Well, guess what? People go on YouTube all the time to learn how to do stuff, which I'm not promoting YouTube for HVAC, but just in general, if somebody else has done it before, they've already, you don't have to reinvent the matchbox. If you read the installation manuals, that'll tell you a lot of stuff about what we do. Well, Hayden, your situation is a little bit different because... This isn't some guy cold calling you out of the blue to uh, try to get you to come work. You grew up in his house. <laughs> yeah, with it, I mean, I got some experience when I was in, like, high school and stuff working with him. I mean, it was good. I mean, most of the time I had to go through and do what all the other guys didn't want to do, so crawling in attics, duck sealing, anything that was where the small guy went. Even though I wasn't the smallest guy, I still got stuck. <laughs> Crawl spaces, stuff like that. With it, I got some experience with some of the different trades when i was in the marine corps i went through i did uh hvac when i was in the marine corps but i also got experience to a couple different avenues as far as uh diesel power generation water purification and electrical so it's kind of all the trades kind of mixed into one and got some good experience with those coming out 
uh, some different hydronics and stuff like that. Got to work with some of that. I'm curious though, with, um, I mean, this is your dad that you're working for and that process, uh, it, it kind of puts you into a little bit of a different situation. I mean, I could tell you guys have been here in the studio for a little while and you got a really good camaraderie, but, um, you know, it would be really easy for somebody to look, Oh, well that's your dad. So, but it doesn't, I don't get that sense about you at all that you, you're one of the guys and one of the techs that are out there getting this stuff done. And it's not as if you're leaning on the fact that my dad owns a company. No, it's not like that. If anything, I probably end up, feels like getting the shaft. In this <laughs> He's not wrong. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely no favoritism. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that it, it really just kind of depends. I mean, with it, background i mean it's kind of helped help me being in the marine corps it's definitely helped me with the hydronic side because i dealt a lot with pumps and stuff like that and working with different small engines stuff like that i mean i'm kind of more partial to the hydronic side because of that but i mean like justin was saying with the there's so many different avenues that people don't understand that is encompassed in heat and air conditioning it's not just a you turn an ac on you turn a furnace on there's the refrigeration side of it, so like small appliances, stuff like that. Then you have your hydronic side, your geothermal. I mean, there's a million and one different ways to see heat and air conditioning work throughout the community and the industry. And it's one of those deals. It's a trade. I mean, like Travis was saying, YouTube University. I mean, there's a lot of people that will go on YouTube University and go through and look at doing the – changing out an outlet, changing out light switches and stuff like that, where with what we do is a little bit more complex. There's more moving parts, especially when you start talking about dealing with the refrigeration side of that because you you essentially have a mix between the plumbing, the electric, and the refrigeration cycle, and it's kind of all tied into one. So you have to know a little bit of all the trades and how they work to go through and do the job properly. Well, and Travis, kind of a testament to what you're talking about, about going through your program and going through an apprenticeship program. Uh, what Hayden was just talking about, obviously, you know, the man knows what he's doing. Absolutely. And But there was a time in your life that you didn't know this. So in order for you to get the right people and the right techs and be able to serve your clients the best, you're hands-on and getting them ready to go. And I, I, that's what I'm seeing right here. Yeah, yeah I have to. Now, obviously, Hayden's a twin. If anybody counts plus knows he's got a twin brother, but, uh, you know, Hayden is owner. I mean, you were, what, 15, 16 years old? He worked for me throughout high school uh, doing stuff, but he spent his summer when he was – I remember going by a John Deere tractor was at 15, and he spent a summer when he was 16, better part of a summer, bailing hay, worked his tail off, didn't make any money when it was all said and done. But, you know, he found out what being an entrepreneur is and found out it doesn't matter how hard you work. Some, if you ain't got the right equipment or if stuff breaks down, things happen. And, you know, for anybody to do that, that's, it's a tough lesson, but it's a fantastic lesson you learn growing up. And I'll tell you what, I respect anybody, whether you succeed or fail, especially at that age, to do something like that. Because it was his money, it was his skin in the game that, that you know, that did that. You know, the other thing, too, with, you know, he took what he learned from us in high school, and like I said, the, the Marine Corps, he went through classes there and was exposed 
to a lot of different stuff in the Marine Corps. You know, there, you know, there's a story out there that I should probably let him tell about when he first got to his command, bought some AC units that, that, you know, they wanted him to sign off on. But, uh, you know, he's got integrity. He's learned leadership, you know, and all these guys have, you know, you have to have integrity, leadership and being able to do the right thing. Sometimes doing the right thing is hard to do. Um, you know, the Marine Corps plus the training. I mean, he was home on leave, you know, four years ago and him and a buddy of mine, Joe, were rebuilding a gen generator in my shop at the house, finally got it running. I mean, you know, he didn't learn that from me. You And the thing is with both these guys, Justin and Hayden, they're very mechanically inclined. You tell them something once, they're not going to forget it. It, it kind of sticks in their head. And in some ways, I'm jealous of both of them in that aspect because, listen, sometimes I have to look the second time before I understand how to do it. They both got feared out. But I do want you to tell that story about when you first got your command about going checking them rooftop units. And then they wanted you to sign off on them, and they were all bad. Oh, those. They're called, they weren't rooftop units. They're essentially, they're SRSs. They're small field refrigeration systems with it. So there was a bunch of them. I mean, the Marine Corps had known that they've had issues for a while. I believe they're phasing them out with it. But essentially, it's for storing food and stuff like that. And then they'll go through and they have a different temperature range with it. Well, they have these different inspections and stuff when you go through and post whether the equipment's operational or it's not operational with it. And you'll have times where you have people that are just checking the box people. I mean, they'll go through, they'll want you to sign off on it because if there's issues with it, they don't get used that much anyway. So they don't want to spend the time and everything else messing around with it. So they just, you go through and look at the previous logs of people working on it. They just sign off on it, say that it's good. Well, after three or four years of going through and doing it, and people not turn on to verify the operation of it, well, they just want you to go through and pencil whip it, and then you're putting your name and reputation on it saying that it's good. But if there's any inspection or anything that comes back or say they have an outside phase mill inspection that they come inspect it well they're going to come back and talk to you and be like well you were the last person that signed off on it and said it was good so as far as they know the other people signed off on it it was supposedly working when they did it but i mean with some of them how they were tore up i mean there was no way but i don't know i wasn't going to sign off on it especially if i'm have a chance of being held liable for it right that commander wasn't very happy with you when you didn't sign them off that they send you away back to to your uh Back to your command when you didn't sign off on that, and they sent somebody else up there to sign off on it. Yeah, it was my. It wasn't my commander. It was the warrant officer that was in charge of us. He wasn't very thrilled with it, but I wasn't a big fan of him either. So, <laughs> <laughs> so. we also uh, want to talk to Stephen because this is what I've noticed uh, here, just out of the corner of my eye. Stephen, you're off to my right, and I can see as Travis is talking and some of the other guys are talking here. Mm-hmm. You're kind of nodding a little bit because you get it and you understand what what's being said here today. Uh, you're living it and you're just you're a part of this, and I can tell that you're all in. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I look up to all three of these guys when it comes to you know just building my knowledge and building you know my abilities as a tradesman and what it takes to actually succeed in this industry. You know, not only when it comes to mechanical knowledge, but you know, also the relationships you got to build with customers, that trust factor you got to build with customers just day in and day out, you know, like we've talked a little bit about as far as integrity and when it comes to, it's kind of corny, but the code of values that 
you know, we recite during our morning speeches, or excuse me, our morning meetings on Mondays and Wednesdays, and, you know, you got to live that every day. You know, a lot of these homes you walk into, they don't know you, you don't know them. This might be your first time ever meeting. So if you get off on the wrong foot, that sours that whole conversation, sours that whole relationship. So it's all, you know, it's just like a furnace. Everything's a sequence of operations. And, um, you know, when it comes to day in and day out, you know, it starts at point A and it goes all the way to point Z. And if, you know, you screw up a letter in between, you can screw up a lot more stuff than, you know, just a, just a, something simple. As far as whether it's maintenance or a service call, you can really screw up a reputation, especially, you know, in a company that's trying to build like ours where word of mouth means everything. So, Have you always known that you wanted to work with your hands is, or is this something that this desire has grown as you've gone through it? You know, kind of like Justin was saying, there is that that dopamine hit or that instant gratification you get when you do fix something. But, um, you know, I can't say that I always knew that I was going to be in the trades when I was a kid. Um, I went to college for a bit, never really found anything I was passionate in. The last job before I decided to join in the trades, you know, I'd, I got a lot of satisfaction out of it, but I knew that it wasn't something that was going to be a lifelong job that I could support and build a family with. So when the decision came to either go back to school or I had a few friends, they're electricians, plumbers, HVAC guys, and uh, got, kind of got my foot in the door at an HVAC company before I was here. And, um, you know, really started to fall in love again with that process and, you know, troubleshooting, using your brain, you know, and going from there. But, yeah, it, it was kind of a blessing that it didn't work out at that company because I was able to find this company and really find a group of people that, you know, are willing to let you grow. And, you know, just like in anything in life, when you're growing, when you're learning, you're going to make mistakes. But again, you know, trying and not getting it isn't failing. Giving up's failing. So, you know, the fact that these guys have been able to allow me to make those mistakes and grow from those mistakes and get better, I think has paid off immensely. And yeah, I really do think this is something that I want to make my career and continue to as you're going through the uh, as you're going through the apprenticeship program mm -hmm. how long did it take before you started to feel comfortable with it is okay if I'm not hitting a home run every time and this is an opportunity for me to learn because my guess is when you first start mm -hmm. you're hypersensitive about any oh, mistake definitely. you make yeah definitely it definitely I mean I I know for a fact I'm my own biggest critic you know I and that's something that you got to kind of push past and, you know, again, kind of recognize that, hey, you're not going to know everything. Everything isn't always going to go the way you want it to go. And you got to be able to understand that that's okay as long as you're growing and learning from it. And uh, I know that my first year here with the company, so I've been with the company for about three, three and a half years now. My first year was really, it was, it was pretty tough. It was tough. I, it, it was pretty tough. <laughs> I think uh, there's a couple of days that, yeah, I, uh, I didn't want to look Travis in the face because I did not. I did not want to see that conversation. Travis, you're listening to these guys. Uh, yeah, and absolutely. Let me get, let me embellish this team a little bit. You know, he like I said, he would he definitely not traditional to his trade. I don't think his family's involved. has been involved in a trade or anything like this. You know, he he came to us. He'd worked for a company over in Omaha, and he'd been with him for about six months. And he kind of did ride-alongs, but he never got an opportunity to go. You know, do service or maintenance or install or whatever, and 
you know, but, you know, he he's one that, you know, had a pretty good customer service background, you know, and he's at least been exposed to it. He didn't maybe know much per se, but he was somebody, okay, exposure, good with customer service, and that, you know, he was able to come in and learn. He's probably persevered because that first year, yeah, it, it listen, he, he had to really work through that first year, and a lot of it was self-confidence. If you don't know, you're asking questions, and, you know, so the first year, but as he's gotten here, the second year was better. This year, you know, he's to a point, you know, he's in the right in the middle of our apprenticeship as far as classes right now. Um, he'll be done at the end of this year, and he'll be at a point to where he can test out as a German. But, you know, when he came in here, you know, it, he didn't have a lot as far as HVAC, but he had other skills. I would tell you with Steven, his biggest compliment was from his, you know, his baseball coach at TJ, Jim Germany, a friend of mine that, you know, when he first time I hired him, he's like, you know, I remember him from playing baseball when he was in high school, good kid, well-mannered, really well-liked, will work hard. He says, I don't know what it'll be like as an HVAC technician, you know, but, you know, but he says, I mean, he's got the attributes as far as what employees look, look you know, looking for, you know, uh, very accountable. You know, integrity, like I said, he's, you know, if he makes a mistake, he's been the first one to tell you, he'll beat himself up for a couple of days. And that's what happens when you're a Nebraska and a Yankees fan. But, you know, <laughs> there it is. I, it was coming. It was coming. I, I don't see us getting through any one of these podcasts without some kind of comment like that. Here, here's what I'm seeing uh, is going on with everybody that's sitting here in this room is like with you, Stephen, you have this ability and this desire to stay with it and to you're not quitting you're you're sticking to it even when okay i made a mistake Very here right with that now flip that over and you got a combination travis of you as his boss of not giving up on somebody mm -hmm. because you still recognize that what it is that you're looking for is there it's not in the mistake it is this is an opportunity to learn actually at our shop uh Kelly Barrett's one of her, and I'm going to use his last name. Sorry. Sorry, Justin. Um, actually was probably Steven's biggest fan that first year. Cause I'm like, man, is he going to get it? You know, you just kind of wait for stuff to what I call engage. When you mm -hmm. get it, it clicks. It's like, okay, got it. Wait for it. And there was days I quite, I'll, I'll be transparent. He knows this. I, I question if he would. And Kelly's just like, he's work his tail off keep with it and i'm gonna tell you what i'm glad i did because the second year you know and, and i would call you the most mechanically applied person in the world and i don't think i'm wrong in saying that but he's able to be able to build himself to where now he understands stuff a heck of a lot better now you know he's not going to go probably frame any houses anytime soon i don't suspect I him doing that yeah <laughs> but you know as far as for what we do you know in this trade you know, someone who's going to be able to make a, you know, pretty darn good living at it, you know, in, in the future and, you know, support, you know, family and, and, you know, the fun stuff, you know, he wants to do. And, you know, that's what it's all about. At the end of the day, you got to take care of your family first. And, you know, this is an avenue for him to be able to do that. I'm seeing this podcast today in this episode kind of a twofold. It's an opportunity, Travis, for you to sing some praises to the guys that you got working for. And it's obvious you're proud of them. And on the flip side, to encourage someone who might be out there wondering, well, what the heck am I going to do with my life or what I've been doing is not really working. There are some options. 
You know, whether it happens to be with you or happens to be in another trade uh, and, and learning as a whole, I think that this is a great testament to some possibilities that are there. Here's the best part about it, and I haven't brought this up to the guys, and I can't speak for other people who do apprenticeships, plumbing, or electrical, but my rule is with coming here, as long as, you know, and, and I have a handbook like everybody else does, but basically, you know, as long as you stay with me working and you're working, you know, you're working because day one, you're, you're an apprentice with me, essentially, if you've never done this before. But guess what? If you go through and you stay through the program, you know, I've got at least ten to $20,000 invested in each one of these guys. You know how much it costs them? Zero as far as out of his pocket, but might take a butt chewing once in a while, you know, or, Hey, why did you do this this way? I never do that. Right guys. <laughs> <laughs> Those are what I call learning opportunities. So neither one, you went to, you know, you went to school for a little bit, but you didn't go to school for heating and air conditioning. And, and as I said in the last podcast, I've got nothing against colleges as far as going to school for trade school. But if you don't want to go to college, if you're a person who needs to have a paycheck, this is a very viable option. Whether it's for me or you want to go electrical or whatever it is you want to do. But how hard do you guys all work? We're pretty darn hard. Yep. But it's rewarding. Yeah, but yeah, that was the key right there. It is rewarding at, at when you when you reach the end of your day and you can take a, a look and and uh, well, Stephen, you talked about that dopamine hit when when something <laughs> works and That's and great. you've you've gone through and and okay, I've uh, I've succeeded yep. here and I was in a I was in a house. It whatever you were there working on didn't work before you got there. And it works now when you leave, and typically I'm guessing the homeowner or whatever client it is has a smile on their face. Uh, oh, that problem has been solved. That it, It's a very rewarding thing to do and, and how to spend your day and how to make a career. Mm-hmm. A- ab- absolutely. Well, it also time management is a big thing for these guys too. You know, we got customers that want us there at certain times, and, you know, you guys average, what, anywhere between – three and five calls a day, depending on what the day looks like. So, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're busy. I mean, you know, they show up at the shop around seven thirty in the morning and, you know, by eight o'clock, usually unless they're doing paperwork, you know, Justin and he didn't do a lot of the paperwork and, you know, make sure we got stuff, but you know, guys are out running calls throughout the day. And listen, our, our day isn't always eight to five. That's the one thing. If you want an eight to five job and you don't want to get dirty, this probably is not the profession for you, <laughs> but pretty much most trades we are working. That's that's how it is. It doesn't mean I'm working up twelve to fourteen hours a day, but I mean, you know, if you're one that's looking at a time clock wants to be off at three thirty every day, this is this is not the trade for you. So, well, Justin, Hayden, Stephen, thank you all for uh, uh, being so open and honest about everything. And uh, as I'm sure uh, Travis can let you know, you got work to do. What are you sitting in here for? <laughs> <laughs> Travis Waldstein uh, with uh, AirServe Heating and Air Conditioning Council Bluff. Circle of Trades is the podcast. Thank you, sir. I've enjoyed this very much. Yep, sounds good. Thanks, guys. <laughs>